Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. Hey there, and welcome to episode 37 of the Untangling Life Podcast. I'm Rachel, and today's episode is the third in the series called A Word for Your Wilderness. I'm so glad you're listening in today. In episode 35, I shared God's purpose for your wilderness, and we dove into Exodus 13 and 14, where I uncovered the nuances of how God prevented the children of Israel from making poor decisions. He protected them from the enemy, and he positioned them for the miracle. Then in episode 36, I shared how God's presence in the wilderness made all the difference for the children of Israel. They learned that the character of God, his posture, if you will, is good, kind, and loving. His grace with them, especially in the wilderness. And that brings me to today's episode, God's Provision in Your Wilderness, episode 37. I was only in kindergarten when my teacher brought out a pan of red jello to Sunday school class. I could hardly wait to see what gelatin could possibly have to do with the Bible, not to mention jello for breakfast. Now that's a treat. So the children of Israel left Egypt and Moses led them to the place God told them to go, only they were blocked in. This is my teacher sharing with us. They could see the dust of the Egyptian army chasing after them, and they got upset. But God told Moses to part the Red Sea with his staff, and thousands of people walked across dry land. I imagine a little boy waving to a turtle as the giant wall of water was held up by God's breath. Then my teacher pulled apart the middle of the jello pan where two pieces of plastic wrap had been secretly waiting for this moment. She had each of us walk our little fingers through the Red Sea, and I remember her saying, God always makes a way in the wilderness. In Exodus 16, we find the children of Israel in the second month of their journey out of Egypt when they begin to complain in the desert. The Bible says in verse 2 of Exodus 16 that the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. Bible scholars tell us that the 600,000 men described in the Bible were indicative of a probable 2.5 million people, including women and children. Now that's a lot of complaining. They even said that they wished they were back in Egypt. At least they had meat and their bellies were full. They accused Moses and Aaron, you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. And verse four says, then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. I want to skip down in Exodus chapter 16 to verse 13. That evening quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, what is it? For they did not know what it was. 
Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Everyone is to give gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. Picture this. God had told Moses he would provide quail in the evening and bread in the morning. Yet here is the bread and their response is, what is it? It always fascinates me when there's a bit of humor injected in the Bible. Lord, what is it? Sometimes God provides in unlikely ways. I love that the manna fell from heaven because it trained the children of Israel to look up in anticipation. I imagine some mamas tucking their children into bed at night and saying, the God who holds the stars in the night sky is the one who drops manna just under the dew for us. Why did God use something they had never seen before? He was developing their trust. Deuteronomy 8.3 further explains it this way. He humbled you and let you be hungry and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Manna from God said, you are dependent on me. It said, I give you breath. I will give you food. Manna shouted, I'm not like the little G-gods of Egypt. Every part of creation is under my command. Manna whispered, see my hand at work for your good and my glory. Deuteronomy 8.16 repeats, In the wilderness he fed you manna which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do good for you in the end. Sometimes God's provision is humbling. If you've heard me speak in an event, you may have heard this story before, but it's so very special to me. I want to make sure that I share it on the podcast today. 14 years ago, I was a mama of, wow, (laughs) five children and one on the way. Five children was a lot of children, you know? I mean, if you're a mother, you can just imagine what that's like. Imagine if you have several kids or imagine if you have one child (laughs) and the Lord was working in my heart, in my life. He was humbling me. He was moving me in a direction that would cause me to rely on him more and more. And that winter I was struggling with my pregnant belly and my winter blues in January of that year before Tara was born in May of 2009. (laughs) I was struggling that winter. And after the first of the year, my post-holiday blues hit pretty hard. I was struggling with the gray skies and a pregnant belly and all of the world just seemed to be not as bright as I would have preferred. And at the time, you know, I had a special needs daughter. I had little ones. I was trying to understand why God was blessing us with a baby. And yet we had prayed for this baby. I knew this baby was God's blessing. So I knew it was the enemy trying to make me worry about the silliest little things, which weren't silly to me. And one of the things that I was worried about was diapers. 
you know, my husband worked night shift at the time and he would go to work and I would pray last thing before I went to bed, I would pray, Lord, help me not to worry about diapers. It seems like a silly thing. I know, but it was super important to me at the time. I just couldn't understand where this extra money was going to come from. And the practical side of me knew that God would provide, but at the same time, it was a, an issue of trust. And so I just continually prayed every time I questioned diapers, every time the enemy brought up the issue of you won't have enough diapers to to diaper this baby that God has given you. It was like he was hounding me with it. And I just determined that I would pray and give it to the Lord every single time. And I did that for the month of February, for the month of March, a couple of weeks into April. And we have just another month before Tara is going to be born. And I'm giving diapers over to the Lord. One morning, I'm standing in the kitchen and my husband comes home from work. And rather than come around into the kitchen like he usually did, I heard him go into the front room and stop and then go back out to his car again. And I was curious by that time. I ran around the kitchen only to meet him in that room with another load, and I looked on the couch, and the, our couch was just covered in packs of diapers, all different sizes, all different kinds, and I could hardly believe it. I said, you know, how, where did these come from? And he said to me, my coworkers gave me a diaper shower. You know, it was just so unlikely of our God to provide in such a way. They had no way of knowing that for months I had been giving diapers over to the Lord. Deuteronomy 2.7 in the Amplified Version says, For the Lord your God has blessed you in all that you have done. He has known about your wanderings through this great wilderness. These 40 years the Lord your God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. Friend, I want you to know that God's provision awaits you in the wilderness. It may look as unlikely as our couch did that day that my husband brought home loads of diapers from work, but the purpose of today's episode is to remind you, to remind me, that we may not like the way God is providing. We may miss His provision because it doesn't look like the way we're expecting it to. But God will not leave you alone in the wilderness. He is ever looking to provide your needs, grow your trust, humble your heart, and do good for you in the end. Each episode of the Untangling Life podcast concludes with a segment called On My Desk. This week on my desk, I have the pure joy cultivating a happy heart, Bible reading plan and journal, which complements our community Bible reading challenge. If you are ready to cultivate a happy heart, then you can enjoy the free Pure Joy Bible reading plan printable at rachelwojo.com slash blog. Thanks so much for listening in today. Until next time, God sees you and knows your need. 
Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon. Hello, hello, Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's word, one verse at a time to explore his will for your life and desire to draw closer to him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search Your Daily Bible Verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's Word.